Hey guys, so yeah, I'm not live streaming this like I did my Transformers 40th anniversary discussion yesterday because, you know, it's almost 2 o'clock and my mom might call, uh, so I'm on a pause this, you know, without any interruption just in case that happens. But I did want to come on here and, um, hold on for a sec. Sorry about that, uh, had to take care of something there. Uh, but anyway, I wanted to come on here and, you know, kind of, you know, talk about Sonic Prime now that the show is pretty much come to a conclusion, you know, wink, wink, as we speak, you know, because let's be honest, you know, they're not going to come out, that being Netflix or Man of Action or Wild Brain or Sega, they're not going to come out and say that it's totally over. I mean, Ian Flynn and the people that worked on the series or help, you know, reference the series and stuff like that, you know, they're not going to come out and, you know, say, oh, you know, it's, uh, it, you know, it, oh, it's going to continue and everything, you know, you know, they're going to come out and say otherwise, they're going to say, oh, it's over, it's done, you know, and so on. They're not, you know, they're not going to uh, say anything. Like I said, they're not going to, you know, come out and say anything that, you know, would spoil the fact that it is going to continue. But for the sake of argument, let's say it is uh, indeed done. You know, let's say it's indeed done. You know, let's say it's indeed done. Obviously, a lot of people are kind of mixed about it, and rightfully so. You know, rightfully so, because, you know, it's one of those situations to where the show starts out good, it has its moments here and there, but then all of a sudden there's a, a situation to where it kind of drops off. You know, it kind of ends up becoming something that, you know, it shouldn't be becoming. And that some of the decisions, you know, some of the decisions don't make um, any sense whatsoever. And I can't blame anybody for being, you know, mixed about it, you know, not happy about it. I mean, there are some that are happy about it. Don't get me wrong. Some are like, hey, it was a great show, nice conclusion, you know, uh, they're basically setting it up to where you can have your own interpretation about what happens and, and so on. And that's great and everything. That is totally great. But the issue, I think, that a lot of people have with this, uh, the issue I think a lot of people have with this um, is the fact that basically, you know, as you got towards like, you know, certain parts in the show, you know, like during the first season chapter, second season chapter and third season chapter, I think what the issue was is how the characters were presented. Like, you know, with Sonic, you know, Sonic is presented in a way that, you know, let's be honest, let's be honest, because, you know, being a longtime Sonic fan, I I've seen this in countless interpretations, animated and comic book-wise, uh, when it comes to Sonic, he basically has this tendency to believe that, hey, I've beaten Eggman, a.k.a. Robotnik, so many times. This new threat he has, ah, it's nothing. It's a walk in a park. I'll beat him again. And, you know, that's it. You know, and that's it. That's basically, you know, how, you know depending on how he's written and presented in said uh, interpretation, that's how he always views you know, Eggman, when you're, when you're at the start of something, like, I remember, I remember uh, watching Sonic Satayam, the first season. Now, those episodes are not totally connected to each other uh, in any way, shape, or form, or even have connection to the uh, second season, except for, you know, Sonic Conversion, you know, connecting to Ultrasonic and everything, and you know, what happened in Ultrasonic, you know, kind of being continued on in Sonic Conversion, or Conversion, conversion, if you will. 
But it was in the first season. We had this episode called Sonic's Nightmare. Well, Sonic basically would have this reoccurring nightmare of not being able to save Sally, you know, from robotization. He would not be able to save her or anything. And it's always because maybe, you know, well, basically, not a maybe, but mainly it was because of the fact that he would always be, he'd always, you know, be late. It's like something was always holding him back. And the way the dream or the nightmare starts is he's running around doing his own thing and then he hears her calling for help. And he's thinking, oh, I'm going to, don't worry, Sal, I'll be right there. But then all of a sudden he has these, all these obstacles, like a falling bridge. He gets stuck in mega muck and, and all that. And basically it causes her to get roboticized. He can't save her and everything. You know, he can't save her from, from that fate. And he always wakes up thinking, you know, why am I having these reoccurring nightmares? Why, have, why am I having these reoccurring dreams? And then he realizes it's a message. He's being sent a message I guess from himself or from, you know, from somewhere. Basically, I can assume from himself because he has this fear of failing. Everybody has a fear of failing at something, right? He's the hero, so he has a fear of failing. So obviously, you know, he takes into account, you know, a lot of things uh, that obviously has happened with him, you know, in missions and, you know, how Sally sometimes would, you know, you know be a foil and create, create, uh, berate him, berate him, um, that's a, what I was looking for, berate him for not always following the plan and doing his own thing. And basically it just culminates with him finally realizing, oh, I do have to use my brain. I do have to think of a plan first before I do anything. And that's kind of what you get, you know, in, I wouldn't say similarly, but that's kind of what you get here. Uh, another indication um, is Archie Sonic. How many times have we seen this in Archie Sonic? You know, to where he goes through a situation where he thinks, oh, I can beat Eggman. It's no big deal. I've beaten him before. I've beat Robotnik before. I can do it again. And something happens to where he has to backtrack. You know, you know he has to, he, he has to backtrack and realize, oh, shit, um, I just screwed up stuff or I just caused this to happen. I need to think better. I need to think twice, if you know what I mean. You know, the best example of that, uh, in my opinion, is, of course, uh, what happens at the end of 225 and throughout it. Uh, what happened, you know, and thus, you know, um, you know, 230 being kind of like the uh, refixing of it. It kind of reminds me of that to where if you don't recall in 225, Sonic's all excited. Like, oh, yeah, I'm going to face Silver Sonic again and I'm going to beat him and then I'm going to beat you, Eggman. He's like, he's getting that, he gets that cockiness like, eh, I'm just going to beat him. This is another plot of the day. Not realizing what's really going on. And then what happens? It causes Sally in the original timeline to get killed. So what happens? The Genesis wave occurs, causes him to go through the situation where slowly but surely him and Sally start remembering who they really are and what really happened and such. And it takes him basically reverting things back to the original timeline and basically reverting things back to just moments before she gets shot for him to be like, uh, you know what, Silver Sonic, I'll deal with you later. Poo! And he goes and saves her from being shot. That's basically what this is with Sonic Prime. And I think, you know, and I think that's why, you know, some people are like, well, you know, and, that's, and I think that's why some people are like, why, why is Sonic portrayed the way he is? 
And it's mainly because that's who Sonic has to be. He, you know, when you put him in a storyline environment like this, you have to basically teach, be, you basically have to have it written up to where he has to learn a lesson that, hey, he might be, he might want to basically do his own thing, you know, and all that. But when it comes to facing Eggman, it doesn't matter how many times he's beaten him. It doesn't matter how many times he's foiled his plans to conquer the world. He always has to go at him, you know, very seriously. He has to take what he's going to do next very seriously. And he has to work with his friends as a team to ensure that Eggman doesn't succeed. You know, he can't just, you know, you know, he can't just, you know, have this belief of, oh, I've beaten Eggman so many times. <laughs> this next, uh, this, this encounter here is going to be a walk in the park, you know, because it's not. Because sometimes it's always going to be something different that he has to have a plan for. And the way he gets portrayed sometimes in the cartoons or comic, comic book adaptations shows, you know, that he has to go through that. He has to learn that lesson. Drinking some Dr. Pepper there. Uh, but, he ha but basically, it's a situation to where he has to learn a lesson. And that's what Sonic Prime is. Sonic Prime is basically taking that, taking that same concept that we saw in Archie 225 and other issues of Archie Sonic. Which we've kind of seen in IDW Sonic. And don't deny we haven't seen that. You know, because we have. You know, it takes concepts we've seen in Sonic Satayam. Sonic Underground. I mean, if you want to episode that kind of goes in that direction how about episode sonic tonic that's right because you see he brags about the fact in that episode that he's faster and quicker you know and, and more able to get things done than manic and sonya right so what do they do they take this tonic that gives them speed just like him but yeah it basically backfires on them because it causes the feet to grow bigger or something like that and he has to rescue them but he learns a lesson like, okay, maybe I shouldn't brag that I'm faster than you. You know, and because of my speed, I can get things done. You know, and everything. You know, he has to be more... Basically, he learns a lesson like, okay, don't brag, but work as a team. You know, kind of be equal in what we do. And he's learned this in Sonic X, obviously. He's learned this um, in Sonic Boom. Let's not deny he hasn't. You know, he's learned these kind of lessons mainly because of the fact... That his character initially, when created, even up to today, you know, no matter what designs, character designs, redesigns he's been given, his character is always going to be portrayed as someone that has an ego. That basically is a free spirit, has an ego, and has this belief of, oh, I've beaten my main adversary so many times, whatever he's got planned next will be a walk in the park until he finds out, oh, maybe it won't be that much of a walk in the park. And that's the thing with Sonic Prime. I think that's one of the big issues fans see with Sonic Prime and how Sonic's portrayed. Because they see something that they've seen before and it's just repeating itself but in a different environment, in a different interpretation of, oh, it's Sonic learning another lesson of don't let your ego get the best of you. And I think that's why people are a little like, you know, a little like a little against you know, the portrayal of Sonic. You know, so, like, FTCR, they, they did a, a review on it. They did a review of the entire series. And they basically said that they were disappointed in it, mainly because of the fact that the way Sonic was portrayed as a, Duh, uh, what do I do next? You know, that's how they, they felt 
thought he was portrayed, excuse me there, but that's how they thought he was portrayed. And, you know, find the computer room, FTCR, you know, it's a very notable Sonic, Sega, video game related uh, channel and website and so on. They've been around for a long time. And, you know, a lot of people take what they and uh, Sonic uh, and uh, Sega Bits, you know, and, and what I'm trying to say is a lot of people take what they and Sega Bits and, and others say about Sonic material, you know, as word. You know, they take it like as gospel because, you know, these people have like connect, can, like, I wouldn't say have connections, but they've been fans long enough to where they will watch and play every interpretation of Sonic, you know, thoroughly, you know, from beginning to end. And even read every interpretation of him from beginning to end to, you know, get an idea of how, you know, how he differs, how he and characters differ from uh, the, um, you know, from the initial presentation, basically. You know, that that's why they do it. But the thing is, when they come out and they say they felt this, felt, when they come out, I should say, and say that this fell flat. In their eyes, it fell flat. You know, um, I I would take that as credit. I would be very, I would take that very very credibly because you know, here's a show that in their eyes, in other people's eyes, and everything had potential to be good, but it wasn't presented that way. It's like you had all these you know variants of the characters, you know, and how they came, and you're wondering like. How did they come to be? Were they always existing in these multiverses, these alternate realities, you know, or were they just split from his from the uh, prime versions of the characters? You know, you're not. It's like you're not really sure exactly how they came to be, and it keeps you guessing until at least the end, because now you're realizing, oh, they did come from different variations of Sonic's world, the different variants of his friends, and, and such. But there are a lot of key things people point out, like FTCR, they pointed out that one of the things that doesn't make sense is you go to the, is that when Sonic, and to an extent Shadow, goes to these different worlds and, and everything, that all you see is variations of Rouge, Amy, Big, Knuckles, and Tails, but you don't see no variation of Sonic. You don't see any variation of Eggman, except for the Eggman you know, console, the Chaos Console, if you will, uh, in New York, in New York City. You know, that's all you see. You don't see any um, forest version, feral version of Eggman, you know, in that world. You don't see no pirate version, black beard, black beard version of Eggman in the, in the pirate world. Or you don't, you know, you don't see, you know, this or that, you know, variation of Eggman or even Sonic. And it makes them wonder if, again, it makes them wonder, were these characters, were these variations just, you know, pieces of the, his friends that got shattered apart and put into their own dimensions? Or given their own lives? You know, we're not really sure. I mean, one thing that one of the people on FTCR mentioned is when they were watching it, it reminded them, it reminded them of DC Zero Hour. It reminded them of DC Zero Hour well, Hal Jordan, Hal Jordan, uh, Green Lantern, if you will, you know, his whole town was decimated. His whole town world was decimated. So he decided, you know, to go mad with power. 
he decided to go mad with power, collect all the Green Lantern rings, if you will, and use that power to recreate the universe, you know, recreate the universe into a perfect universe. A universe that was, you know, devoid of, of crime, devoid of evil. You know, a perfect universe where people could live in peace and happiness. You know, he said it reminded him somewhat of that and everything, but it also reminded him of like, you know, when, like when Gomorrah got the Infinity Gauntlet and she basically took all the multiverses and stacked them on top of each other, thus melding everything together into one, fusing different, you know, uh, heroes into one. And then when she was basically put to a situation, uh, but, but then when we, she was put into a situation to where she had to restore it, nobody, n- nobody, not the fusions basically, you know, the amalgamated, you know, fusions in the, you know, in the worlds, they didn't want to die. They didn't want to, you know, leave their existence. They wanted to live. So they figured out a way to make that happen. And they basically feel, and basically they feel when they look at these different, you know, variants of Rouge, Amy, Tails, Big, and Knuckles, to them it's like, it feels very similar. Like these are just variant versions that get split off from his friends when Sonic basically caused the world to, to shatter and everything. But we're never given a real, you know, in, inclusive, we're never given a real inclusive idea of that's, you know, the, if that's the case or not, because you see all these different worlds suddenly coming back together, and it's like, excuse me, and it's like, oh, you're getting is an answer of, oh, they did live in these worlds, these worlds did exist, these multi, multi-universe variants of his friends do exist. But again, it brings up that question of, well, if they exist, what about the variations of Sonic? You know, what's going on there? You know, and then you look at the uh, the Chaos Council, the uh, Eggman, if you will, and you're like, how did they come to be? Did, were they split off from Eggman? Or did they come from the different variant uh, realities? You know, nobody really got a clear-cut answer. Nobody really did. And, you know, I think that's the other thing that upsets people. It's like, where's the answer? Like, where did these guys come from? How did they come to be? You know, and so on. And another thing they point out, as I drink some more Dr. Pepper there, another thing they point out is Nine, the variant of Tails, who basically, you know, blames Sonic for not listening to what he wants, because Sonic is so focused on getting his world back together. You know, he wants to get his world back, his friends back. He doesn't consider what does Nine want, you know, what does the other variants want and everything. But what Nine doesn't realize is wanting, and basically wanting to gain what he wants and everything, he's on the verge of basically destroying everything, including what he wants. Because what we, because what I get out of this, what Nine, you know, the Tails variant, is what Nine wants is just peace. He doesn't want to fight anymore. He doesn't want to, you know, keep continuing, he doesn't want to, to, he doesn't want to continuously battle, you know, uh, for the freedom of his world and everything. Because pretty much what was his version of Green Hill Zone is gone. It's no more. So he wants to try to recreate it, but do it in a way to where they don't have to deal with an Eggman of any kind. 
you know, to where he and Sonic and the friends could just live in peace and enjoy their lives. Not realizing that he's destroying other worlds or he's preventing other worlds from, you know, existing because of what he wants, not considering, you know, that he's basically sacrificing other people's existence in the process. You know, and again, going back to that parallax uh, situation, that's how that's the comparison. That is the comparison that one of the people on FTCR made. That basically, um, you know, basically, you know, you have, you know, nine, you know, trying to make this perfect environment, not realizing that he's going to basically destroy everything else in the process because he just wants to be, you know, left in peace. He doesn't want to fight anymore. And, you know, you know, and here's the thing, everybody can surprisingly, everybody surprisingly can relate with Nine. They can relate with him uh, in, in that manner, surprisingly. Like, yeah, we get it. He doesn't want to fight anymore. He doesn't want to keep battling for, you know, his existence and everything. He just wants to be left alone. We get that. We understand that, you know, but what we're noticing as viewers is he doesn't realize you know, what he's causing to happen is, you know, going to, you know, possibly cost, cost him what he wants and everything. You know, so... So, basically... So, basically, you know, it takes Sonic for, like, as some people put it, the upteenth time to, you know, finally get through to him. And the way he finally gets through to him is to show him exactly what he's causing. Because all the other times he tries to get through to him, he's either interrupted, you know, by, you know, um, Sonic's out, you know, by his allies and Nine takes it the wrong way. Or, you know, he's trying to mention something to him, but Nine doesn't want to hear it because he doesn't trust him, doesn't believe him, you know, and so on. You have all these different scenarios to where Sonic tries to talk him out of it, explain what he's doing, and finally it takes him showing Son uh, showing my Nine at, in the very grim itself, hey, this is what you're causing. Do you not realize what you're doing? You know, and all because basically Nine wants to live in peace. He wants to live in peace. He's, I mean, I think FTCR said it best. Like, all Nine had to do was just, you know, gather them together, maybe trap them in a force field and, and mention to all of them, including his variants from New York, from New York City, from New York, New York, easy for me to say. But from New York City, you know, all he had to do, according to one of the people on FTCR, all he had to do was trap, uh, kind of talk to them, probably contain them in a bubble or something like that, and say, "Look, our worlds are not worth. Are not going to. We can't save our worlds no more. Or at least tell his variants from New York City, hey, our land can't be saved anymore. So what I'm going to do is recreate us a new land to where we can live in peace without having to deal with the Eggman Council." You know, we can live our lives, we can be happy, we, you know, we don't have to deal with any of that anymore. You know, that's all he had to do. You know, to, to, the per, to one of the people at FTCR, are that they believe that if he would have done that, maybe, maybe there would be more of an understanding like, oh, okay, now we get what you're saying, now we get it, but still, there might be that argument like, hey, we understand where you're coming from now, but what you're doing is basically taking everybody else's world's and destroying them because of what you want. And yes, it's a good thing that you want, but you don't realize the what you're doing in the process. You know, so, you know, 
it's it's understandable why, you know, you know why people would look at like let's say Sonic repetitively trying to get through to nine till he finally does, you know, as being something that holds the show back and everything. But then also they they look at the fact that you know nine could have had the opportunity to just talk to them and say, look, let you know here's the truth, here's why I'm doing this, and then explain mostly to his variants as well as the other variants, hey. I'm trying to recreate, I'm trying to create a utopia for us. I'm trying to create a world where we don't have to deal with the the uh, Chaos Council anymore. We don't have to deal with any variations of Eggman anymore. We can live in peace and happiness. You know, if he, to, to a lot of people, if he would have done something like that, you know, you wouldn't, it basically would be less, less of a situation of the repetitive long, long-term fighting because... The fight scenes, you know, the as some people would put it, the the uh, end game like inspired uh, fight scenes and everything, you know, wouldn't you know wouldn't basically go from wouldn't constantly be going from episode to episode and episode, you know, rep- and being very repetitive to like okay, you know, the allies took down the robots, more robots get made and so on and so forth, you know, it wouldn't be so repetitive if all you know um, all nine would do is just explain why he's doing this. And then maybe utilize those other episodes to basically try to convince him of what he's doing. And then maybe use those episodes to not only make him realize what he's done, but also try to repair each world with the goal, the end goal of repairing and building back up uh, Green Hill Zone, um, if you will. You know, if, to, to a lot of people, it would have made more sense if he would have done something like that. The, the other thing, too is, again, you know, uh, there are some, there were a lot of things that were good about it in the eyes of a lot of folks. But what really ticked them off was the unutilization of Shadow. And here's why. Here's why. You know, Shadow shows up in, you know, at the end of Season 1, into Season 2, basically trying to get Sonic to realize, hey, look what you did. And what's funny about that, though, is, Sonic does realize, according to FTCR and others, in the first season, he realizes, I think, what is that, episode 4 or 5 or something like that? He realizes, oh crap, I just shattered the universe because of my stupidity. Maybe I should have listened to my friends. Because, again, the way Sonic is portrayed, the way he is portrayed in this show and just like in any interpretation, because this is how Sega of Japan, the Sega Sonic team, has made him, you know, uh, has made him character-wise to this day. The way he's portrayed at the beginning is he has an ego, a free spirit ego, that, hey, I've beaten Eggman Robotnik so many times, I can't take what he does next seriously, you know, so I'm just going to have another walk in the park day against him. That's how he's always portrayed, and it takes storylines like this or shows like this for him to wake up and realize, oh crap, I screwed things over, maybe I should listen be- listen more to what my friends say, and maybe listen to the plan first. You know, it, it, again, it goes back to that. It goes back to that, you know, uh, because of that's how he, he was originally created. But getting back on point here, you know, he realizes in the first season, like the first couple of episodes, what happened. And it takes Shadow, you know, throughout the second season, you know, during the times he shows up, 
for him to realize, for him to get through to Sonic, like, hey, look what you've done here. This is on you. If you would have just listened, none of this would have happened. You know, none of this would have happened and stuff. You know, so, so uh, you know, getting back to Shadow, you know, he shows up, but a lot of fans felt he was underutilized, mainly because he shows up at the end of season one, at the beginning of season two, mid part to mid to late part of season two, and then shows up beginning of season three and mid to late part of season three, and that's it. He's like, he shows up constantly for like a, a combined, I guess you could say, you know, the ending of season one, beginning of season two, you know, middle part, middle to late part of season two. It's like, he shows up for a minimum of like six episodes at most, you know, in the eyes of a lot of folks. And they don't like that. They, they feel like he got underutilized, but what they do like about it is at least he's basically like the voice of reason. He's like, you know, not the angsty shadow that we know him as, but a shadow that's trying to basically make Sonic wake up and realize, hey, look what you did. You got to fix this. You know, you and I have to fix this. And he even, and basically what's surprising in this is he even tries to motivate and encourage, you know, Sonic to get out of the funk that he's in because Sonic is feeling sorry for the fact that he screwed things up all because of his ego and that's it you know and that's it that's pretty much what he's there you know what he's there for but again you know but again you know what's you know what the reason people are you know frustrated with his under under utilization his under utilization you know is because of he's just there when he's needed you know he's just there when it's needed but here's why i think here's why i think basically he was uh, underutilized or not used as much. There's an old saying for both a male and a female character. You know, when it seems like they are overpowered and, and all that. There's a saying called, uh, there's two names or sayings, Mary Sue and Gary Stew. Shadow, in the eyes of a lot of folks, is looked at as a Gary Stew. And mainly, when you think about it, if he was used all the time throughout season two and three, of Sonic Prime, then we wouldn't have to worry about Sonic Prime running for 23 to 24 episodes. It'd be done within the span of five, within the span of just, you know, eight episodes, and that's it. You know, done, just like that. Eight to ten episodes, done. But, you know, that didn't happen, and that's why he was never used as much. I mean, yeah, he was used to help motivate and encourage and basically snap Sonic out of his funk for what he did, you know, that's what he was there for, but also the fact that he was, you know, but also the fact that he was there to help repair the universe. He was help, he was there to help Sonic repair the universe, but again, if he was utilized all the time, every episode, then what's the point of even the show going for as long as it did, you know, storyline-wise? I'm just saying. Now, I know it sounded like I rambled there a little bit, I do apologize, but you get what I'm getting, you kind of understand what I'm getting at. You know, I think, in my opinion, you know, people look at Shadow as like a Gary Stu character, you know, somewhat. And they're like, well, and I'm sure the people that worked on it, and Man of Action and Wild Brain, they're like, well, Shadow is looked at as a Gary Stu, so we can't use him all the time, or else it'll be, or else we won't have a show. So they basically put him into situations to where he would show up at the beginning of season two, disappear to about episode five or six, you know, 
then show up, then be there at the beginning of season three, disappear for about maybe a couple of episodes, show up towards the end, you know, and, you know, go from there. And basically be the one that gets, you know, Sonic back to the world. And it's, you know, I, I understand the complaint of a character like Shadow being underutilized. But again, he's one of those, you know, he's one of those cases to where it's like, if you use him too much, you know, what's the point of having the show? Because he's looked at as somewhat of a Gary Stu. And you don't want that. You know, you don't want that. And if you're going to use him, you have to use him when necessary. You have to use him when necessary. But outside of that, you know, I, I can understand how fans have a, you know, mixed reaction to, um, to the series itself. You know, I do. And mostly when you get like towards the end and everything, and Sonic gets returned to his world, and everything is basically, you know, right before he does, you know, the thing he did in the first episode where he shatters the Paradox Prism, you know, everything is pretty much frozen in time. You know, I, I get why people are like, you know, a little confused about that because they feel that all we did, and it, it doesn't help that you have people like Ian Flynn and others that worked on the series, you know, coming out and saying, yeah, uh, everything you just watched for the past 23 episodes, 22 episodes, uh, guess what? That doesn't mean anything. That's pretty much null and void. You know, that never really happened and such. And yet you have this, and yet, excuse me, and yet you have this um, scenario where, again, Sonic is brought back Moments before he supposed, moments before he originally shattered the paradox prism, everything is frozen in time, and he's happy to be back. He mentions, you know, everything that's about to happen, even you know, quoting what Tails is about to tell him and everything. And then time, you know, resumes. Sonic, you know, shows up, you know, about to do his spin dash like he originally did, but then instead of hitting the paradox prism. You know, he hugs Eggman's mecha, and everybody's like, what is going on with you? Then Eggman's even like, what What in the world? And Sonic's like, oh, I'm just glad to see everybody, including you, Eggie. And then what happens afterwards is they, they um, resume the battle, and Sonic suddenly makes this speech of, okay, guys, let's remember, we got to protect that rock thingy, and we need to stick together. And Amy's quote of like, oh, I guess he did hear the let's stay together uh, part of the plan. And but what's it and what's interesting about that, though, is, you know, towards the end, you have Shadow show up and even Eggman's like, Shadow, what are you doing here? And he's like, I'm the ultimate life form. I go wherever I want. And then he chaos controls himself, you know, out of there along with the paradox prism. And you have to wonder, like, OK, you know, didn't, you know. You know, like, Rouge sees him, Tails sees him, and they'll probably wondering the same thing. Like, what is he doing here? You know, what's going on? And then even at the end, you know, when they, when Sonic shows up with the, um, uh, with the chili dogs, with the tray of chili dogs, you know, and Knuckles makes the comment of, late as usual, why am I not surprised? And Sonic's like, well, I'm not late. I was just, I was just checking the taste-o-meter on these chili dogs, making sure they're at 110%. And you can just tell that Amy and Tails are not buying it. Because Amy's like, yeah, right, so yeah, sure, Sonic. And then Tails is like, you've been acting strange since the cave. 
what's going on? Is something going on? And Sonic is about to tell them, and then suddenly you get this energy wave coming out of nowhere, which a lot of fans have pretty much assumed is basically a result of the Paradox Prism being chaos-controlled out of, you know, out, out into the unknown or something, or the uh, Eggman Chaos Console, you know, finding a way into his world or something like that. And then you have Sonic's reaction like, oh, you gotta be kidding me. And then he's like, okay, team, remember, because like, okay, team, we gotta go, f remember, team, we, or something, he said, he said something along the lines of, okay, team, aim, we gotta go fast. And then, you know, that's it. And, you know, that's the end of it. But what's interesting about that, uh, that one scene, that ending shot, is you have Amy smiling or smirking. You have Tails smirking a little bit. Like, the, like oh, boy. He, like, they're just, like, happy, you know, he, something's about to happen. Like, about to go on another adventure or, or something like that. Or, you know, they have this, you know, look on the face, a smirk on the face. Like, yep, just another thing we need to stop. But we don't know what that is. We don't know what that is, and the episode just ends. And you can understand why some fans are a little, you know, confused by that or upset by that. Because now you have, you know, people uh, like Ian Flynn and those that worked on the show coming out and saying, yeah, that's it, it's it's over. Oh, it takes place in between, you know, Sonic Advance 3 and, and whatnot. And it's, it's, it's like, it's like you, you see, it's like... You read, you know, some of these, you know, reasonings people, you know, put out there that new people that worked on the series, uh, oversaw the series, oversaw the work in the series, um, I guess you could say, um, was, you know, uh, what's, what's the word I'm looking for? Hold on. Hold on for a sec. Uh, people, you know, lending their, you know, ideas, you know, suggestions for the series. You know, you see them all making up the, oh, not making up, but all saying these things of, well, that's the end. You know, the the, the show's over. You know, there is no season four. Um, you know, no season four whatsoever. Don't know what you're talking about. And, you know, a lot of folks are just like, are you, he's like, are you serious? You know, you're saying it takes place between in Sonic Advance 3, like before, and a before or after it or whatever. And it's like, to them, it's like, how can this be the end? It doesn't make sense. You're, you're leaving us on a cliffhanger. What what's the point? What was the point of, of of you know what's the point of leaving us on a cliffhanger? But that's a, but you know unbeing but here's the thing. Here's the thing. It's not the cliffhanger either. The way the show ends. It's the fact that basically the other thing that they're upset about is like I said, like I mentioned earlier, everybody was basically told by these people that told them, yeah, the show's over. No season four. Don't know what you're talking about. Whatever. Um, you know, just move on. You know, so-and-so. It takes place between or around Sonic Advance 3. Whatever. What really ticks a lot of people off is, again, what, you know, is, again, you know, what some people have said. That everything that took place during Sonic Prime, you know, the very, the, you know, Sonic and to an extent Shadow go into these different alternate worlds and meeting these variants of his friend of the friends, this Eggman Council variant of Dr. Eggman, this Chaos Council. You know basically, you know, the one the one thing that upsets them just as much, if not more, than this being on a cliffhanger, because that's how a lot of people look at it, not as a true finale, but a cliffhanger. What makes them upset is that we just spent 
as I mentioned earlier, 22 episodes for nothing. Like everything we just saw storyline-wise in this story, this overarching story that ran for three chapters, three seasons, or one season, which equals three chapters. Everything we just saw and witnessed was for naught. It was for nothing. And that's what pissed a lot of people off. It's like, really? You just wasted our time. You just wasted our time, you know, putting us through this, wondering how Sonic's going to get things back to normal, you know, and you're telling us that everything he just went through, him and to an extent Shadow being the only ones that remember anything, you're telling us that's all for naught? It, it's like a lot of people just, you know, it's like they just... They just cannot accept that. It's like there has to be, you know, more to it. And when they look at that ending, you know, of, you know, season three, chapter three, if you will, you know, to them, that's like setting up for another chapter, for another season. And yet you have people saying, oh, no, 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 no season, no season. Don't know what you're talking about. Don't know what you're talking about. And as I've said before, and I'll say it again, as I've said before, and I'll say it again. I honestly think, and they're not going to come out and say it. Ian Flynn's not going to say it. People at Wild Brain that worked on the show is not going to say it. People at Man of Action are not going to say it. You know, Netflix is not going to say it. You know, and the reason no one's going to say anything about another potential season is because they signed NDAs. That's right. They signed non-disclosure agreements. That way, if anybody asks them, oh, we're going to get a season four, they'll come up with an excuse. Like, oh, say, basically, you know, they'll come up, come up with an excuse saying things like, oh, there's no season four. I don't know what you're talking about. You know, even though there's a possibility that they know, they know that there will be a season four or there could be a season four or a continuation under a subtitle. Just like, you know, uh, Netflix and Powerhouse Animation is doing what Masters of the Universe, you know, we had Revelation, you know, as a soft continuation of the Filmation series last time. And now we have Revolution which people look at as the second season or basically a new series, a spin-off series or the next chapter of the Masters of the Universe saga. You know, and I bring that up because I could see Sonic Prime continuing in that manner to where it could be what would potentially be season four could just be redubbed or renamed or rechristened Sonic Prime re-enter the Shadowverse. You know, I could see that. I could see that, you know, you know, being the case. I could see that being the case. And why do I see that being the case? It's real simple. It's real simple. Because there's a lot of questions fans still want to have answered. Like we know the Eggman, like we know the Chaos Console got sent into the void. Did they find a way out and into Sonic's world and meet up with that world's Eggman? You know, um, does Sonic? you know, finally tell, because, again, at the end of the, ep- at the end of the final episode, he's about to tell them, but he never gets a chance to, so do, does he, do, so does he eventually tell them, does he take them, you know, uh, to the side, or do they have that traditional campfire scene, or get together in the circle kind of thing, taking a break, relaxation, whatever, you know, while they're on this adventure, or whatever adventure they're on, you know, do we get that moment to where he explains what happens and even tries to, you know, explain it in a way that, you know, Tails can understand and and, and make and sound believable? You know, does he tell him that 
And do they believe him? And if they do, how do they react? How does Amy, like, you know, does she go up, you know, go behind, you know, does she go up to Sonic and slap him on the head and say, you know, say something along the lines of, well, maybe if you would have listened to us the initial, initially the first time or listened to us, you know, during the original timeline and not shattered the thing, maybe we wouldn't be dealing with what we're dealing with right now. You know, does she do something like that? You know, you know, th these are things fans would want to see and they'd want to know about. But we won't. We won't get the answer. And why we won't get the answer? Because apparently this is it. You know, it's up to our interpretation to know what, ha to kind of guess what's going to happen next. But guess what? I, along with many others, don't believe this is the end. Because, again, as I said, I think they signed NDAs. That's the, thus they're going to come out and say whatever they got to say to make it seem like it's over. And they can come on Twitter, X, if you will, social media, and deny that all they want. But we as fans in this day and age know better. We know better. You know, you could say it's one thing, you could say one thing, but then you get proven otherwise. So we're not, we're not basically believing a word that's said until we get actual, legitimate, you know, straight up proof that it's over. And I'm not the only one that feels that way. A lot of other people that saw that show feel the same way. I mean, I mean, the one thing that fans hate when it comes to these Sonic, you know, uh, animated shows, you know, under the Wild Brain, a.k.a. Geek Animation uh, label, you know, whether the, you know, in collaboration with someone like Man of Action or not, the one thing they do not like is them ha ending on cliffhangers. We had it with Satayam, we had it with Underground, and now we have it with freaking Prime. It's like, what is going on here? You know? What is going on? I mean, thankfully, you have Team Season. You have Team Season doing what they're doing, you know, to fix the the fix that cliffhanger ending that we got at end of Season 2 with what they got planned. But it's like, it's like, seriously, you know, if you want to know what frustrates fans of any franchise, you know, in a big, big way, it's leaving shows on cliffhangers, but also doing stories like this, to where basically you spend, you spend a majority of the series, if not that season, doing a story like this, and then in the end you find out most of what just happened doesn't matter. You know, it doesn't matter. It 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 it, it, it has it's meaningless. You know, you want to know what frustrates fans of any franchise, especially the Sonic franchise, to to that extent, it's something like that. You know, it's something like that, um, if you will. I mean, you look at the Archie book, if you will. Let, let, let's take a look at Archie Sonic, okay? Let's take a look at Archie Sonic, okay? You had the um, you had the worlds collide. Well, not worlds collide, but you had the worlds unite um, sequel to worlds collide, the Sonic and Mega Man uh, crossover. You had that continuation in the post reboot, post soft reboot of the comic. And we spent four issues of the main Sonic book, four issues of the Mega Man book, four issues of Boom, and four issues of Universe on that story. And the way it concludes is basically everything that we just read for essentially four 
8, you know, 12, 16, for 16 issues, a year and a half's worth of issues in the span of a few months. Everything that we just read, storyline-wise, in that crossover was meaningless. It was, you know, it was meaningless. It basically became non-canon. And it's like, it's like, what was the point of the crossover if that's how you're going to end it in the way you, and thus, you know, if that's how you're going to end it in the way you ended it. It's like, what was the point? There was no point. You know, there was no reason, period. And again, and that story, the potential with the numerous crossovers of Sega characters and Capcom characters and all that, in the story, you know, the potential it had becoming became all for naught and it upset a lot of fans. It upset a lot of fans. You know, going to the to the Mecha Sally World Tour 2 Death Egg Mark II arc, you know, everything we went through there, as much as a lot of us didn't like it, and but you know, personally I didn't. You know, I was one of those people that personally didn't. You know, to the point that I didn't read any of the issues till it was over. And you all saw me, you know, open all those issues here on YouTube. Uh, but anyway, you know, everything we went through with that issue or with that arc became eventually all for naught. The only remnants we had of that story was basically the Return of the Freedom Fighters arc that led us into, that helped, you know, lead us into the reboot, the soft reboot, where all the main Freedom Fighter characters, like Tails, Amy, Sally, Bunny, Rhoda, and Antoine, got the memories back, got the memories from the old world back, but over time, those memories were getting replaced with memories that were similar but different from the new world, from the new reality. You know, they were getting replaced. And after, what was it, 257? You know, and everything, 257, if you will? That was it. That was it. There was no more, you know, mentioning of, you know, the, 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 Gen the Super Genesis wave, maybe here and there, but not really. There was no acknowledgement of, you know, the previous, you know, memories of the old world and everything. Nothing. And what happened, basically, is it made that story become non-canon. It became meaningless, except for when everybody got their memories back, and that was it. And the only reason that happened was to connect said world to the old world, said new world to the old world, but then slowly, but then come up with the fact explained by Sonic and Tails themselves that those memories are slowly were slowly getting replaced by memories of the new memories of the new world that's basically making you know that's making anything that happened prior to that including the Mecha Sally arc non-canon and meaningless and that pissed off a lot of fans which is why you have fans nowadays you know, like Archie Sonic Online and Archie Sonic Forever, you know, and Mobius Comics, doing what they can to basically fix that. They're doing what they can to correct that, you know, that situation because it upset them. It's like you're basically living, leaving things on a cliffhanger with no resolution. Now, true, when it came to the comic situation, yeah, there was, yeah, they couldn't get themselves out. Of, yeah, they were put in, I should say, yeah, they were put into a situation to where, you know, legally, they couldn't do much anymore, so they had to do this. But still, it's like you couldn't give us true resolution. Like, you couldn't have Sally, 
encounter Eggman, you know, with lingering memories of what he did to her, with her threatening to basically take him out because she doesn't want someone like him around anymore? You couldn't come up with something like that to kind of give us some proper conclusion? No. No, they didn't. Basically, everything that we knew about, you know, in the original reboot, the pre-reboot and everything became, you know, meaningless. It became meaningless. And, you know, that's what, and that upset to an extent a lot of fans. Yeah, they would be, yeah, they were glad to be done with the Mecha Sally arc. Don't get me wrong. They were glad to be done with that. But still, it's like, you know, you couldn't give us a proper conclusion. And again, thank God for places like Archie Sonic Online and Archie Sonic Forever, Mobius, you know, comics, and even with the animation side of things, Team Season. Thank God for them, because basically, we're getting these conclusions, you know, that we were supposed to get originally. But it's like, but it's like, again, you, you want to know how to upset fans? You know, you do something like what happened here. You basically take a story that you had them, you know, uh, a binge watch, if you will, you know, one season a day, or basically watch one episode a day or whatever. You have them watch this entire series and then basically turn around and tell them, oh yeah, those 22 plus episodes you just watched, you know, and all those, you know, where Sonic and to an extent Shadow went to all these variant worlds and met, and met all these variants of Amy and Rouge and Big and Knuckles and Tails. Guess what? That, that means nothing now because it never happened. You know, Sonic was brought back a minute before he originally destroyed the Paradox Prism. <laughs> and you want to and you want to piss people off, and you want to find a way to upset people by taking something that had the potential to be good and ruining it. That's one way of doing it. You know, that's one way of doing it. You know, period. You know, that's one way. You know, of doing it. I do apologize if there's any audio issues here too. My Computer likes to load once in a while. Even if I pause the updates, it tries to load stuff in the background. I don't know why. But anyway, you want to upset fans? You want to upset fans to an extent? That's one way of doing it. That's one way of doing it. And then on top of that, you decide to essentially, as a lot of fans are noticing, end it on a cliffhanger. And yet you want to come out and say it wasn't a cliffhanger. That was the end. You know, that was it. And yeah, some people could say, well, if you look at the smirks on Amy and Tails and, and Rouge and all them, and even Sonic, it's like, oh, it's just, you know, them encountering Eggman again, or it's just them going on another adventure, they're, they're going to have another adventure to stop whatever scheme Eggman or whatever they're going up against is, um, you know, trying to, uh, trying to make into uh, reality, you know, or trying to achieve. And yeah, one could point out point that out and say, hey, there's your proof it's, it's, the, it's over, but it's like, how, how do you know it's over? I mean, how do you know it's over and everything? It's like, it, it doesn't make any logical sense to end it that way. It doesn't. Yeah, you could say it's just the beginning of a new adventure and that, that's up to your own interpretation. Fine, whatever. But, again, there's just so many things fans look at when it comes to this that they feel, you know, from a character and story perspective, could have been utilized better, improved on better, you know, taken in directions that would have made more sense, you know. And then on top of that, you, and then on top of that, you decide to basically say, you know, middle finger to you, uh, nothing that really, nothing that you just saw 
for the past, you know, 20-something episodes matters because it's non-canon now. And, oh, by the way, this is how we're going to end the series. It's, it's, it's almost like basically... It's, it's almost like basically Man of Action and Wild Brain, you know, were mandated, and this is my opinion, were mandated by Sega. I don't know if Sega of Japan or Sega of America, maybe both, were mandated not, you know, not to do too much with the show. You know, not to do too much. Like, basically, you could get away with doing this and doing that, but basically, it's got to go back to, you know, the core of what made Sonic what it is, and that's Sonic versus Eggman. And, that, and basically, that's what happened at the end. You know, that's what happened at the end. But again, I think the people, the suits over at Sega of Japan, and maybe those at Sega of America, I think what they don't realize is fan bases today, and it don't matter if it's a Sonic fan base, fan bases today, you know, they do not like being left out on a cliffhanger. They do not, le- left being, they do not like being left out on a loop. They do not like the idea of stories like what we got here becoming essentially a majority of it becoming non-canon because, oh, we just reset things to a minute before, you know, the original situation happened. It's like, they don't like that. They've never been fans of that. And if this was a mandate by Sega, whoever, which one it was, you know, they need, they need to, honestly, if it was Sega of Japan... If I'm Sega of Japan, I would just keep my hand, I just keep my mind and my focus on the games and leave any Sonic, you know, animated Western animated series, 2D or CG animated, I would leave that in the hands of Sega of America. That's what I would do. I would leave it to say leave it to the people at Sega of America, or if I'm both Sega of Japan and Sega of America, I just leave what happens in the Sonic series up to the people that I have commissioned to make it and that in this case being wild brain a man of action you know that's what i would do that's what i would do but obviously that didn't happen and again i don't know if maybe the way it ended was a sega mandated decision i don't know nobody does maybe it was maybe it wasn't we can never tell but i can tell you this honestly as i get more dr pepper there i can tell you this honestly you know, whatever new Sonic series we get next, whether it is a continuation of Sonic Prime, but they're not going to say anything until the time is right. You know, or if it's a new series entirely, maybe a series done by Powerhouse Animation. Maybe a series done by Powerhouse Animation that features the Freedom Fighters of Satayam, Archie Comics. You know, who knows? But whatever the case might be in the future, because we are going to get another Sonic animated series, there's no doubt. But whatever the case may be, Hopefully they do not, and this is my honest opinion, hopefully they do not leave anything on a cliffhanger anymore, nor do they go down this path again, because again, what you're doing is essentially saying to the fans, middle finger, and here's, in here's basically the gist of it, everything never really happened. Nothing that you just saw matters because it's non-canon now. Never really happened. Never really happened. And, oh, by the way, we're going to end it uh, in a way that feels like it's a cliffhanger. And that's how fans are going to take it. You know, even if they say it's not, that's how fans are taking it. So hopefully the next one, whoever's behind it, whether it's Wild Brain, Man of Action, Wild Brain, Powerhouse Animation, whoever. Hopefully they don't do this. 
Because I'm telling you right now, they do it again, and fans are going to lose the distrust. But overall, you know, I can understand. I can understand, you know, as someone that dealt with this when it came to Sonic Satayam and even Sonic Underground to an extent, I can understand that frustration. I can understand that frustration, you know, and, you know how basically everything that was taken is now meaningless. It's now meaningless, if you will. I, I can understand that. I can understand that frustration of how everything was basically that we just saw became meaningless. And it's like a middle finger to us. And I can also understand the frustration of, once again, another Sonic series ending on a cliffhanger when, despite what others like Ian Flynn and those that worked on the series at Wild Brain and Man of Action, you know, may say otherwise. Because, again, I truly believe, I truly believe they signed NDAs, thus they can't really say anything. And if, and if they don't want to lose a fan's distrust, excuse me, if they don't want to lose a fan's distrust, if they don't want to lose a fan's distrust, then all they... Ha- Oh, not distrust, but they don't want to lose a fan's trust and have the fans distrust them. That's what I was trying to say. But if they don't want to lose a fan's trust to the point that they distrust them, that's what I was trying to say, um, then just come out and say, look, I signed an NDA. I can't say any more than what I've told you. You know, for all I know, it is the end. Uh, but it might, things might change. That's all you have to say. Just say, look, I've signed an NDA. Or, hey, I can't say much more than what I know. And if it does continue, we'll let you know. That's all they have to say. That's all they have to say. Or, you know, to to that extent. But, again, I understand. I understand how fans feel overall about it. I mean, some fans liked it. They were cool with it entirely. They liked the ending. They were fine with that. You know, and that's okay. That's, you know, that's their, um, you know, that's the prerogative, if you will. They enjoyed it and don't mind it ending the way it did. And I can also understand how fans feel about the fact that, you know, we just spent, you know... A whole year, a whole year watching the series, catching up on it and everything, only for this main story of Sonic trying to restore the, the, the multiverse you know, to normal and his world to normal. I can understand the frustration of all of that was now for naught. All of that was now for naught. And you're going down the route, the storyline trope route, if you will, of only a few people knowing what happened and the others not knowing until maybe they get told. But we don't know if they get told. And that's what frustrates fans. That's what frustrates them. We may never know. But hopefully we'll get a continuation and we'll get that answer. You know, whether it is a season four or it's, you know, a season four, but put under the name of, you know, Sonic Sonic Prime Re-Enter the Shadowverse or something like that. Hopefully we'll get that answer. But like I said, whoever does take on the next Sonic animated project, you know, hopefully they don't do, they don't pull this kind of crap anymore. Hopefully they realize, hey, we got to, if we're going to tell a cohesive story, we got to make sure it's complete. We got to make sure it is canon, and also basically we got to make sure that we have a decisive, a decisive conclusion um, overall for the series, where there's no cliffhanger. Hopefully they do that, but we'll see. We'll see what they do. Um, uh, again, like I said, I understand where people are coming from. You know, based on what we dealt with the Sat AM and everything. And again, like I said. Thank the Lord we have team, people like Team Season, you know, working on fixing that um, as we speak. You know, thank the Lord on that. But anyway, though, guys, let me know what your thoughts are on Sonic Prime. What did you think of it overall? How did you feel about it? You know, the ending, you know, the entire, you know, restore the multiverse and everything arc. 
being non-canon at the end, you know, the character presentation, let me know down below in the comment section and in the live chat during the premiere. Like the video. And until next time, guys, take care. And I will talk to you all later. Peace.